A quick announcement before the podcast begins. Don't forget that my three books are now available on Amazon and most online bookstores. 216 and the Secrets of the Universe 2nd Edition is available on Audible, Paperback, or Kindle. It is also translated into Spanish. 216 and the Secrets of the Universe 2nd Edition is a message that myself, the author, Omar Angulo, was guided to deliver by higher beings to humanity through this book. It all began on 216 when my older brother took his life and sent me down an unfathomable rabbit hole over the course of four years. This book can be enjoyed by those that are spiritually curious to those that may consider themselves to be full-blown awakened. My second book, titled My Contact with UFOs, Otherworldly Beings, God, Angels, Demons, and More, is available on Amazon and most online bookstores on paperback. This book is a collection of personal stories and experiences I had with the divine, paranormal, spiritual, and what some may consider to be taboo. My third book, titled My Book of Psalms, The Book of Old Number 3, is available on paperback and is also on Amazon and most online bookstores. This book is a collection of song lyrics written by myself with deep meaning over the course of my life and also a collection of photographs taken by myself or colleagues during not only my musical journey, but journey of life as well. And now, the podcast. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 12 of In A Good Way podcast. Today's special guest is Aquarius Maximus. Um, Aquarius Maximus is a cart cardologer, astrologer. Um, she also has her own cardology app and she's also a psychic medium. Um, and so, you know, I, I seen a lot of interviews of Aquarius Maximus. Uh, and, you know, I kind of noticed that most of the interviews I saw, they didn't really ask her about, about her, I guess, life as a medium. And that really piqued my interest. Uh, I really have always wanted to ask, like, how it started for you. Like, what, like, you know, as as a child, did you start having, like, the medium gifts? Or did it come later in life? And what did your family think about it? You know, were they accepting of it? Did they embrace you and kind of, I guess, um, become mentors to you? Or did you have to kind of learn on your own? Well, I, I, de I definitely went through all of that as a child but you know as a child you don't know you you think what you're going through is normal <laughs> mm -hmm. or you think what you're going through everybody goes through that um so I don't think I I, I kind of felt a little bit different when I got a little older close to my teenage years but when I when I was a child I was just like it was just me you know um my I, I, a lot of what occurred in my childhood occurred in my, in the nighttime, of course, mm. you know, in my sleep, um, I would get sleep paralysis a lot. Oh, wow. Um, I would sleepwalk, uh, my mom and now that I'm older, you know, my mom is also an astrologer. So she tells me a lot of the really weird things I did. And I didn't really know, like she told me, I told, I, I told her I was at, I was at, um, I know one of my stories, she, she told me I was, um, in the blue mountains of Jamaica. And I was a little kid. I told her that I, I like, we were in Brooklyn. <laughs> I didn't know anything about Jamaica, but I told her that I was in, I was meditating in the blue mountains of, you know, Jamaica. And I was looking at rainbows and people were talking to me and she thought it was super weird, wow. you know, um, then, but I remember vividly the experiences I went through because it, at night, when I was, um, a, you know, a child, it was almost like a, um, a movie, you know, my mm -hmm. life became a movie. Mm -hmm. So I can remember some of 
the visions that I got and some of the different entities I met and would talk to and they would play with me or talk to me and stuff like that. And like I said, I thought that was just a normal childhood. I thought that all kids, you know, (laughs) that's what all kids experience. But when I got older and I was able to look back, I was like, man, that was pretty heavy and a heavy experience for a kid. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, some of the, the themes and the things that we talked about and, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, I had, you know, and I guess a lot of people, they talk about imaginary friends, right? That's what they, they say now, you know, you know, when you get older. But when I was younger, I remember it wasn't so much as a friendship as it was um, a lot of the, the people that I talked to, I had this really deep empathy, you know, deep connection with them, you know, that seemed deeper than a friendship, you know, um, and, you know, and I, but I remember clearly all of the experiences now. There's so many experiences that I remember clearly, these, even now. Oh, sorry. Uh, these these close connections you felt was this with the spirit or, or living people? Yeah, with the spirits. Oh, wow. My, my connections were much more closer to with the spirits than they were to living, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I was a very, I guess you could say, um, real shut away child, like, you know, very, you know, scary and introverted. It, it's funny because as scary as I was, I guess there were some things I was scared of, hmm. um, you know, because my dad would tell me, um, you know, there were certain dolls they couldn't bring in because I would just literally have a fit, you know, if certain dolls were around. So they'd had to get rid of the dolls and, you know, uh, my, he would come in my room, I'd be sleeping under the bed and pointing at <laughs> that over there, get rid of it. You know, so they had to get rid of a lot of things because they, they had energy attached to it that I could see and was disturbed by. Wow. So were they like newer dolls or already used? They came from somewhere and some, that's fine? Some were used um, with, because my grandmother, my grandmother was from Barbados. So sometimes she would have these older collectible stuff. Wow. And I remember there were two dolls that she had to get rid of because I couldn't have them near me. Like, you know, I, it, it would, I couldn't have them at all. But one of my uncles, when he found out that I would react in such a way, he would try to torture me with the dolls, of course. Wow. But, but my grandmother got ultimately got rid of them. She was like, man, I didn't really want to get rid of this. Someone gave this to me, you know, but it bothers you so much. So I had to get rid of them. So I remember it was two distinct dolls. One was a doll that was definitely passed down. Um, you know, you pull the string and it would start to move. And um, that I think was called Thumbelina or something like that. That doll had to go. And um, I would sense the doll. Like, you know, they, I remember one time my mom tried to bring it down to her apartment and I knew she had it with her without even, you know, and I just started having a fit. And, And she was like, and so she went digging in the bag and got rid of it. And she was like, I don't understand what is wrong with you, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Um, so that, that was my thing, but entities, certain entities and stuff like that, they could be really, you know, certain spirits, they could be really awful looking, but I, they didn't scare me, but oh, wow. there, were, there were certain things that did scare me. So it was just really weird. But those dolls, like, 
did something attach themselves to the dolls after? Like they just chose like- No, they, gonna... they came with those, that energy. So they, they already were attached. They already had that energy by the time they gotten it. It was something that already came to them, came with the dolls. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, you just made, you know, <laughs> like I remember when I was little, we used to live in a, you know, I think when we, like the first place we lived when we came from Mexico and it was- it was like a garage, you know, but it, it was like, you know, it had like the bathroom and then a one room for all, all of us, like six of us, I think. And then like a laundry room. So that was it, like the laundry room, bathroom and then something like that. But there was a doll my mom had and I had to throw it and lock it in the laundry room. And I never knew why I was just scared to death of his doll. And, you know, she would get mad because I think she had to get rid of it eventually. But. I never knew why, what it was about this doll that freaked me out. And now that you said that, like, I wonder if that's what it was. Because I, I don't see, you know, like, I have all, like, all the gifts now that I'm older, but not probably nowhere, like, near how you have it. But um, that's what I'm really curious about. about um, yeah, as much of a, as much as of a, the spirits that I have with me now and the, and the psychic energy that I have, now I know that, yeah, it's definitely something that had attached to those things. Um, yeah, because I wasn't, I wasn't scared of everything, you know? <laughs> so it was like, but those things I was petrified, you know, and I could just sense their presence in the house, you know? So I really would wish that they would get rid of them, but you know, for a long time they didn't get rid of them. And then eventually my grandmother got rid of them. And did your, was your, because you said your mom kind of she was aware of this, like, did she have yeah. gifts as well? She would see things yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom was aware of that. She definitely kind of was very similar to me. Oh, wow. Um, you know, in that way. I just didn't know. But I guess that's why, my, you know, she didn't have me committed <laughs> when I was a child because, you know, she already knew, you know. I would, I would walk, you know, and I'm walking through the house and, you know, I'll just wind up being in her room, just kind of like stand, standing there mm. and, and stuff like that. So I think it was so much. And then with my paralysis, the sleep paralysis, and sometimes just kind of dragging things from the other side to where I was fighting with it because it wanted to bring me back, oh, wow. um, that type of stuff. And she didn't react the way that she did. So, yeah, you know. So since you mentioned sleep paralysis, so is that what that is like? In a well, there's many, it is something... there, there's many, um, I guess you could say stories about sleep paralysis, but I, I think one of the most, I, I, I most resonate with is just returning to your body, <laughs> mm, you yeah. know, and, and not quite settling in, you know, not quite in oh, per se, okay. um, or kind of getting, you know, getting a little stuck. Um, that's something that's happened to me a lot, but it's, uh, it's usually been attached. I know it's, uh, it's connected to other side entities because I would have events to where other, other spirits would try to pull me to where they were or try to pull me out of, you know, pull me back. So I knew that, um, it was attached to, to that because it, usually the times when I have spirits trying to pull me to the other side, that's when I would have sleep paralysis or something like that and when they're trying to do that is it because they want to take over your body or, or no, they, they want, want me back oh wow 
they want me on the other side. So it's many, many different stories. Um, you know, as I got older and become a priestess, you know, they told me that spirits line up to come talk to me, to visit me because, you know, I actually address them and help their problems. So just as many people on this side as I talk to and help, I also help spirits on that side as well. Um, and because they know I'll listen to them or pay attention and stuff like that, they'll line up to come to me to give me messages to get to like family members or stuff like that. So um, that's something that's been happening, you know, my entire life. And then some of us sometimes will have just as active a life on the other side as we do on this side, mm -hmm. you know, so that happens as well. So it's like, if you got people who are very hard sleepers mm -hmm. and I wake up very tired um, because they're actually like living on the astral side, you know, another life on that side. So sometimes when you have, when you live on that side, you even have whole families or you might be married. <laughs> you might have, yeah, or you might have a mate or somebody on that side. Um, and they'll, sometimes they'll want you back on that side. They'll want you to stay on that side or whatever. So it's a lot of the stories that like the priests and priestesses and shamans will tell you, you know, that, yeah, that you, that's what you are. So in cardiology, I'm a four of clubs and we're known as astral travelers. We're astral travelers. So we, we travel, you know, and I sleep, we, we do targets. And that's something that I did as I got a little older. Um, even when I was younger, I would decide where I wanted to go. Mm. I would make that my target so that when I go to sleep, that's where I would go, you know, in, in my sleep. So I was really good at doing that when I was younger. I would, and then I would be able to visit spirits again. Like, so it wouldn't be like a one-time thing. If I decided that I wanted to go back somewhere and visit somebody, I could. So then, so, cause see that that's happened to me, but I always wondered, is it a past life? Is it an, a memory? Because I've gone to places that I hadn't, I've never been there. But a memory is living. Mm -hmm. Memories don't die. So Think about like, if you leave your house, you know, your house is still there. It's like suspended. That's like me memories. So memories that you can leave a memory suspended. Like there are so many different realities going on at the same time, or you can create something and leave it suspended. So that's why I tell people when they're really good create creators and they have big imagination, they have to actually work to toning down their creation because they could create so many strings of realities and different things that will actually give them a lot of anxiety. Oh my know, God. And, and stuff like <laughs> that. So, so they have to do things like meditate, you know, get to nothingness, find a space to whereas they're not actively consciously, you know, actively creating, creating, creating. Wow. No, um, yeah, because you just opened up like, <laughs> so I just want to like, okay, so last year I had like my first, I started having like panic attacks and everything. I started like, I had to take me to the emergency room. I couldn't figure it out. For me, I knew it was something spiritual, but you can't say that or explain it to anybody. And, and, but then I found, I don't know, all these people were going through, there was something about last year in the beginning of last year. I haven't been able to tell anybody else this, but I could tell you this. I feel I looked at the date that I had the first crazy attack and it happened to be on Easter out of all days, unorthodox Easter, not the regular Easter everyone celebrates, but it said or orthodox Easter. 
I don't know. It was like, it might've been orthodox or unorthodox. I don't know which is which. So, but it wasn't the regular one. It was like another one. I guess that's probably the original Easter. And it happened on that day. So why would it happen on that day? I felt like something was attacking me personally. Like it was like, I had to call someone to go pick me up. Someone had to drive my car back. It was like, I froze. I felt like something was hitting me with a taser. Like I was just stuck. And I felt great that day. I didn't know everything was good. It was like nothing. I was good. And I was going. And after that, yeah, I had anxiety and I had to work through it. And this year it's nowhere near like last year, but it kind of like comes and goes. You know what I mean? But um, tying it to what you said about anxiety, like my brother passed away in 2019. And one thing that happened was I remember the first time it hit me, it was like I was in the shower and I started seeing all these alternate realities while I was awake. And I dropped to my face and I was like, take it away, take it away, take it away. I was I just started praying. It was so heavy. And I saw it. I knew what it was. I was seeing all these realities at once. And it hit me in the shower. I just dropped. <laughs> I was praying. And it went away. But it, I thought I was going to lose my mind. But the anxiety still didn't hit for like two years. So that's why it's crazy. And then I started dreaming of a lot of alternate realities. I kept dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. Still, I think it's, it probably has still happened. So is that causing my anxiety for some reason? Like, See, well, what we do is a lot of, see, that's why artists, they take like what they dream and stuff, you know, they take all of this and they actually manifest it, right? They put it on, they put it on paper, they put it in art, because when you create these things, they want to come to life. They're like real spirits. So all of these things that you create in your head, they want to live like Pinocchio. Like I want to be a real boy. You know what I mean? So they want to live on this side, right? So they will do things, you know, they will, they will, it will just come at you until you take that and actually put it into like artwork or something like that. Then you give them life. See, my, my great, one of my, uh, one of my great aunts, she was a a famous artist, right? Her name is Minnie Evans. And um, she started doing art. Her art inspired Michael Jackson's um, album cover, the one with the eyes and stuff like that. Oh, wow. So she was working in the garden um, as what they call like a sounder in in the garden. And the spirits would come to her and say, um, paint, you know, like whatever. And she was like 50 something years old and she started painting and she started painting those spirits. And that's the only time she didn't feel tortured. Like if she didn't paint, she felt like she was going to die. Like, you know what I mean? So she, she would paint it and bring them to life. And then they, it wouldn't bother her and leave her alone until another one would come and be like, you know, paint me, <laughs> you know? So, um, so she created all this art. So you look up in Google Mini Evans, you'll see all her art all over. And her art was in Buckingham Palace and all these different places. Wow. But, you know, that is, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like if you, your imagination, you're in tune, you, these channels, you create these real channels that spirits can come in. Like there's spirits in everything. There's spirits in colors, mm. you know, see, that's, that's what we fail to realize. Like everything is alive. Everything is, it's not living in the reality that we think, but it's living, it's alive. Right. And when we, 
imagine it or when we 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 really are just tuning in and when we tune in to that path you know when you're walking in the street and you make eye contact with someone and then the next thing you know you know you got eyes contact and they're looking at you like they're expecting and they kind of latch on you which is why i wear sunglasses because i can make i can be driving and make eye contact with somebody all the way over there you know so i'll wear sunglasses i'll make eye contact with people but you make contact with these spirits so now they're like, this is a channel to get into this plane. You know what I mean? So you can just keep letting them play you or coming in and, you know, uh, irritating you. Like kids, you know, kids give you anxiety. They're running around irritating <laughs> you. Anxiety. Yeah. But the spirits, they'll give you anxiety too until you take them and you put them somewhere like art. So that's like Saturn, you know, like a spell. Like now, okay, you take it and put it on paper or you putting on a painting. So you're giving them now, uh, you're crystallizing them and you're giving them life somewhere. You know what I mean? So, you know, people who are very creative, you know, could be very tortured because they're not finishing the creation, you know, and they're not giving it any attention. So it's bugging them. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you know, I need for you to finish me. I need for you to give me life. You know, I need if you do. So that's why we have things like meditation and those types of sciences to really kind of bring us down to a state of nothing, you know, so that we can empty out our mind and not of all of these things that we've latched onto and have peace of mind. You know what I mean? Because now we're like, we know ourselves. We, we realize this is us. This is not another entity. There's boundaries again. We can reestablish spiritual boundaries with the spirits that are out there, you know? And I'm very good because I'm a four, uh, you know, I'm a four of clubs. I'm very good at establishing boundaries. Like, oh, wow. like, so because if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to sleep or anything, you know? But I'm really good at that, at that, like just tuning things. Like my, even my kids, you know, people will say when I have, I have eight kids. So when my kids oh, are wow. young, they're like, how could you do everything that you're doing? And you got these kids and blah, 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 blah. Like, Cause I can, the same way I can do the spirits, I can do my children. I could just, you know, kind of put myself in a bubble mm-hmm. um, to be able to focus on something and get, you know, get something done. But spirits are funny. We don't realize that this is a living world. Like everything is living. And there's so many different dimensions that people, that these entities and spirits are existing on just simultaneously with us, right? And then we're able to link in whatever line that they're in, whatever reality that they're in, we're able to link into that reality. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I never really told people that because, you know, I coincidentally at the same time that's when they came out with like spider-man the multiverse and all that so mm-hmm. but i think that that started happening to me before that even came out but i just mm-hmm. still didn't because i didn't want people to die oh, he probably saw this on that or something so i just kept it on myself but also it's funny that you say that because i think i mentioned it in my last um podcast interview how you know i've written over a thousand songs like no exaggeration uh-huh. yeah so i used to and I haven't since my brother passed away. I guess I lost the motivation or 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 that that passion for it. But I, you know, there were days I drive like like write, I would write like ten songs a day. Like boom, it was so easy for me. And then I would produce beats, and I've made well, well over a thousand beats. And 
And after my brother passed away, that's when it really came to a halt. So, so probably not- what happens is see, you're, you're now entering another part of your life where you're getting ready to do something else important, right? So a lot of people who are in our lives, like our relatives and stuff like that, they've made contracts to be our helpers on the other side. You know what I mean? So he's probably there right now, just keeping all of that back so that you can focus on your purpose. Like whatever you got, that's purpose. Now you can focus on your purpose and you don't have to be such a channel for all of these, this spiritual communication that you're putting down on paper, you know? So now it's about how old are you now? I would never say it, but I'll tell you today, today I turned. Well, there you go. It's a very important year. Really? Uh, the next three years are very important to you. It's considered a very, very higher year, right? So this is a year where you can channel your energy down to a single purpose and really bring that to life, like whatever it is, you know? And then you have where you start to go back in your, like your chrysalis, like your 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 um cocoon, oh, wow. right? And then you're reborn. And so oh, wow. this, is, this is the times when you're like shedding your karmic past. And building your karmic future, you know, like you get it's a reset. You're entering that that period for a reset. So that would make perfect sense. So these people, you know, these energies can help you, you know, because like my kid's father, who um he passed away in January. Oh wow, I'm sorry. And yeah, and he was very, we were very close, you know, friends, and we had a lot of. I guess you could say past life energy and stuff like that. And because we used to do a lot of real, you know, spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, when he died, definitely my life reset. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 after I got over the grief part, I was a different person. Wow. Right. And I realized that, and I, I felt like I absorbed his energy. Like, wow. like I became more like him <laughs> in some ways. That, you know, and I felt like it was almost like he just passed on something that that I took on, you know, and I realized that thing that I took on was him because it was his characteristics, you know, and interestingly, in um, cardiology, um, he was a three of clubs, which is today's hidden power card. Oh, Um, and that was my Pluto card for this year. Mm -hmm. So Pluto deals with transformation. So that was his passing, death is death, but it's also transformation. So it was like me transforming into him. Wow. So it's there in the cards. But you mentioned when you talked about writing all those songs, that's what he used to do. He was a three oh, of wow. He writ he wrote, as a matter of fact, his, his brother was um a big, he he was a they they were big rappers back in the day. So he walked away from the music industry though. But that's all he used to do was write songs. Wow. Write, 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 you know? And, um, but again, the songs lingered because when you write the songs, you know, songs want to be heard by people. (laughs) So that could be also another thing that kind of eggs you, you know, when you actually put together music that actually comes out, you know, things. So now this music wants to be, this music wants to spread, you know, it wants to be absorbed by other people. It wants to be heard, you know, just like art wants to be seen. You know, you got to understand that all of these things are purposeful things. They want to be 
you know, they need to make it somewhere. They need to go places, you know? So adventure, that's why sometimes, you know, um, people, they got collectibles, right? They go, they find a piece of art that no one did anything with. Then all of a sudden this art becomes a big collectible and it's worth and it's value because that art's been sitting there all that time waiting to be seen, waiting to be discovered, you know? So as far as like, <laughs> my dog. No, I feel like he was like telling me, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Like he's telling me to spit it out. Uh, so so like um if for example, no, I'm real quick, like what you talked about, the kind of like uh I don't know if you said rebirth or or what you said exactly. Talk about what I'm sorry. I don't know if you said rebirth or like oh, a yeah, rebirth here. Yeah. It's just a very, it's a very purposeful year. You know what I mean? This is a year where you can like make something very purposeful, oh. very, make it known, make it seen, you know, like if you were to take, you know, I, I, I when, when is your birthday? Today. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Oh my God. So today is the Native Diamond Day. Hold on a second. Let me, let me get rid of my dog. See, you'll you'll even have dogs barking at nothing because she's actually literally at the window barking at something that's probably so far. Hold on one second. So actually, today is an eight of diamonds day, by the way. So you're an eight of diamonds. My mom is an eight of diamonds. My grandmother is an eight of diamonds. Oh, wow. So I, yeah. So I have a very, very close relationship with eight of diamonds. Oh, but your hidden power card is the three of clubs, the very same card I was talking about this year, um, my Pluto card and my kids farthest card. Wow. It's the card of unlimited creativity. Wow. Right. And it's also a medium. Mm. And so, you know, it's, it's definitely a medium. But, you know, sometimes, again, people don't realize and they're not aware and um, of the close connection that they have with the spiritual world, with the spirit world, you know? So think of it like this. It's like, you are playing musical instruments, even though you don't have musical instruments, right? And there's different notes that open up different doorways and different gates and stuff like that. So if you're just playing randomly and you still got more music, then when that doorway opens up, you know, now your thoughts are raw and accessible. You know what I mean? Mm. So this is like a, just a whole nother level of it. Um, so you have people now that they've opened up doorways and their thoughts are accessible. So their thoughts can be influenced. You know, your thoughts can be manipulated. You know, you can be having a conversation and not realize you think that you're having a conversation with yourself or you think it's yourself, but you have already opened up a portal somewhere else oh, and wow. you can be having a conversation with something else, you know? And you know, it, it's one of the things with this, this card, the three of clubs is, you know, it's, it's has like built in judgment, you know, so you don't want to play different chords and you open up all of these portals of judgment on yourself, you know, and that's what he went through. So he dealt with um, depression for a long time. Wow. Just simply because he was in the court of judgment all of the time, you know what I mean? So it, it got to the point where he just was his own, in his own living prison cell, you know, 
so you got to be careful, like you, you, with your creativity and what, what you're tapping into, what you're tuning into, who you're tuning into, you know, um, and when you start to get better boundaries, like your, your, um, reward card is the seven of hearts, which is the card of boundaries, mm. right? So what happens with death with you, because you have an ace of spades and Pluto is these spirits come and help bring boundaries to you. They help protect you from all of that excessive energy that's coming in, you know, randomly like that compute, that, that creative energy. So they help protect you from that. So now that you're protected from that, you can now focus, you'll be able to focus on something and, and intently so that you can bring that thing to fruition. And that thing will push you to where you're supposed to be because as an eight of diamonds, ultimately you're supposed to take the seat, uh, the crown somewhere, you know, and um, that requires you to be seen. That requires you to something in the spotlight. Um, and it also requires like almost just single-minded dedication to these things. Wow. So then what about the anxiety? Like what would make that, like if they're protecting me from this, then why am I getting the? Well, I think that part of what it is, is you may be so used to being away that when you're not away anymore, then the ace of spades kicks in transformation. Ace of Spades is scary. It has mm. a scary card. When you when people are transforming, sometimes they think they're dying. Yeah, that's how I thought last year. I you thought, know, I, yeah, yeah. I told yeah, everyone because, I, thought, because, yeah, I thought I was going to die. Because you're changing. You're transforming. You know what I mean? So it's going to feel like death. That's what change and transformation feel, will feel like to you. Wow. But you're actually transforming. You're changing. You know, it's a good thing, you know, mm. and but it's going to feel that way because you're so used to being a certain way. You're so used to that. And literally something traumatic has to come in and just kind of like shake you from the core and get you on the path that you're supposed to be. But the residuals, it could be, the residuals can be scary. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just the, the echoes of it, you know, you know, it's scary to be one way and then wake up not like that anymore. That's what happened to me with COVID. You know, I, I was in the hospital for like um, two weeks, you know, with COVID and I left COVID different. I left that hospital different, you know? So that was my ace of spades moment. That was my transformation moment, near death experience, what they would call it, you know? So sometimes I get, um, you know, panic attacks and stuff like that. From that uh, experience? Yeah, still? from that oh, experience, wow. right. Wow. And because how long ago was, was that? That was last September. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I still get, I get these. But I also realize that I'm different. My life is becoming different. You know, stuff like that. So, of course, this is a whole new experience for me. The Ace of Spades is a new beginning. It means new beginning. But it's one of the harshest new beginnings. You know, so it's like, so it's like an NDE, you know, near death experience type new beginning. (laughs) You got new beginnings that are soft new beginnings. And then you got new, new beginnings that are brutal. You know, if you're at eight of diamonds, there's somewhere you got some very strong Scorpio, very strong Pluto in your, in your chart. Well, I saw in the, I don't know how you feel about the Vedic astrology. I think I I finally looked at that and I, 
I found that my moon in the Vedic astrology is Scorpio. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Most people who are eight or diamonds, they either have a Scorpio moon or something very strong in Scorpio. So my mom's eight or diamonds. She had Venus in Scorpio. The Venus is her chart ruler. She's in, she's a Libra. So that's a very important planet in Scorpio. So, yeah. And so it's very Scorpionic, like your changes when you have Scorpio, that represents the area where your changes are going to be very intense, mm. you know, because it usually what, what it is, is you'll get fixated and be in being a certain kind of way. Wow. Fixated, you know, Scorpio's like fixations. So it's very hard to break you out of that, mm. you know, so it'll take literally, it'll take an act of God quote unquote, <laughs> to break you out of the way that you are, you know, because of that Pluto, that Pluto you know, thing. And I just had this conversation with somebody today, you know, I have a very stubborn fixated friend. And I said, well, she's that way. I know I'm that way. My godmother was like, yeah, you are that way. You're very fixated too. So I know that when I get fixated, I try not to be fixated on being a particular kind of way or having something, because I know that when that Scorpio change comes in, it's going to be a hard break. Wow. So you're a Scorpio, your son is Scorpio or? Um, I have a Scorpio stellium. So I have my son is Scorpio, my moon, my, I'm not my moon, my Venus, my Mars, my Mercury. Wow. <laughs> but I have, a, my moon is in Sag. I have a Sag moon. Oh, I and, do too. My moon is in Sagittarius on the regular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my, my rising is Pisces. Oh, wow. And my Jupiter is in Pisces. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I'm very Piscean. Um, I'm a, I'm like a Scorpio wrapped in a Pisces skin. <laughs> I'm Pisces on the outside, Scorpio on the inside. Um, you know, and 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 I guess I say I like to live the Sag life because I got a Sag moon, but um, expansive, as you could oh, say. That's what a Sag moon does. Or? Very expansive. Sag moon is very expansive. Um, I know with Sag moon. You know, I'm I move a lot. Mm. um everything has to be big I'm, I'm, I don't like claustrophobic small spaces <laughs> wow. you know I, I big house a big car a big this a big that you know I like space mm. you know travel you know stuff like that but my moon is conjunct the galactic center so that's like where I get like a lot of my information, my downloads and stuff like that. And that's what you will have with a Sag moon as well. Like you'll get a lot of downloads and um, philosophical changes and views and, and people will think you're changing, but what it is, is you're constantly channeling, like you're constantly channeling new, new, new information, new this, you know? So a Sag moon is like really avatar, but I could sell, I could tell Sag moons because we tend to laugh at everything. Oh, <laughs> like, really? There, there you go. That's <laughs> Sag Moon. Um, you know, like even if it's something sad, like our our release is like a giggle, like a, a laugh, like a chuckle, you know, to be ruled by, by Jupiter. See, you're laughing. So. Yeah, no, no, because it's true. Like if something serious happens, like Yeah, yeah, well, you just like and you know, it, no, it's, it's, it's scary sometimes because you don't want people to be like, yeah, oh, to be like, like, oh, you're laughing at me. Like, you think yeah, it's funny. Yeah. No, but it's Sag Moon. That's that's our reaction. Our reaction is like a laugh normally. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. <sighs> um, man, I had so many questions and I kind of just I was so like into what you were saying. Um, 
So I guess to, to go back to that. So, so eventually I'll have to find out. So with the anxiety, is there any way to just set boundaries or do I just have to give in to whatever that's they're what trying it's about? No, that's what it is about. It is about setting boundaries. Okay. Um, because, you know, some of us are so empathic that we can suck in so much energy that, you know, it becomes very debilitating. You know what I mean? So you have to have that. You have to have those boundaries, and especially so you can live your best life. You can be happy. You have a three of hearts in Venus. You need to be able to live your best life. You need to be able to have joy. Mm -hmm. And it'll be very difficult for you to have joy if you're constantly sucking in, you know, like that ghostbuster energy, like you're one big mm -hmm. antenna constantly sucking in all that energy. It, it, it'll affect you in that way. So you need to set up boundaries. You need to have those I just been like I said I've been very good at it I think I gotten as I got older I got really good at it because oh. I, I didn't really there's I, I guess I didn't really have the desire to go back to the many places that I was going at the time you know and all of the travel that I was doing because you know I have my kids here you know I got my life here now when I was then I was young I didn't have the kids obviously mm -hmm. so I think it was more of an escape when I was young, you know, escape from Brooklyn, escape from the concrete jungle, escape from all of that. So it was cool then, but now I have a lot of work on this side. So I put down boundaries and stuff like that. And, you know, even being a priestess and that type of thing, because I, I need to be able to live on, I want, I have the desire to live here. Now. Oh, wow. You know, I had the desire to do normal things like, you know, get married have a family you know stuff like that that desire but if some of us we have these cross spiritual lives like if you have if you're married on the other side they may not want you married on this side <laughs> you know what I mean no way. <laughs> so they'll, they'll do things to disrupt your relationship so that won't happen you know stuff like that you know because I, I would say this playing around but now you made me feel like because like you know, when my brother passed away, like it was a traumatic way that he passed. Right. So it really messed me up. And it was like, they had to show me that somehow this is how it was written. It wasn't going to happen any other way. Right. And so, you know, they took me and it was like, it was this being, but the first time she appeared, she looked like us. Right. She, she took me to where my brother was. And then like, the next year they appeared to me again, but you know, there were like, I call star people, right? You know, everyone has like for native people, they call them star people, right? So, right, right. you know, so, and I saw her like the main one, the one that was kind of in charge, you know, was a woman and she looked like she had authority, she was in charge. And then there were like three males with her, but she was the one that was in authority. And it was like, we were talking telepathically, but you know, it, it's been her, it's like, she's been there and I call her my star wife, you know? <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> because like I don't know I feel like she's protecting like somehow some way there's something she's and she's like whatever she is on that she's like some person with a huge authority but now I feel like uh oh like what if she's always like because I've had a lot of relationships that never work out so yeah 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 I recently last year I had a divorce from my spiritual, I had a spiritual divorce from my spiritual husband. Oh, so wow. I knew I've never been married. 
And um, I re- I realized that, oh my God, they're divorcing me from my spiritual husband. I must be getting married soon. <laughs> like, oh, wow. you know, because yeah, so we went through the process of doing that. But um, and one of my friends, she teases me now. She was like, well, they said your spiritual hun- husband used to take care of you really well. He was responsible for like, oh, you're wealthy. This, da, 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 da. And I was like, she was like, you really want to get that up? She's an ace of diamonds. So <laughs> she's thinking the money part of it. She's just like, you really want to get that up? And I was like, I don't know. I just, I, I guess, you know, part of my makeup is I'm here for new experiences. I can't get stuck in an old experience. Something eventually is going to change to push me to a new experience. So that it had to happen that I, I got out of that situation. But I, I, I know that that during my, my whole entire life, I've been attached to various different spirits, like, wow. you know, attached. So I, I went through that as a child, like um, even as a child, like having, you know, spirits that I was attached to and in in a way where I felt like they may have been like my mate or something like that but I'm a child like how do I know about that you know what I mean like I'm a I'm a four-year-old five-year-old you know how do I know I have a husband we you know you know about that and nowadays these kids are like so vocal about stuff like that like they're so bright about stuff but back when I was growing up you just couldn't say anything about anything because they'll think you're crazy right yeah yeah so, you know, it's just like, you just keep it to yourself. But when I got older, I never forgot, you know? So I would look back and I would be like, oh yeah, these were different ex- experiences because there's no way a three-year-old is just going to have this or three or four or five-year-old is going to have this kind of cognition mm-hmm. about people, you know, about relationships, about going here and about, you know, all of these different things, you know, I, they're not going to know that there's certain things they're not going to know. Yeah, I remember um, I used to I used to visit a maze when I was really young, like mm-hmm. really, really, really young. And I used to visit an entity that lived in the middle of the maze. And I always wanted to go back there. So it wasn't like I was scared. I, that's some someplace I'd be like, OK, I'm going back. I want to go back. Oh, you wow. know what I mean? I, so I, and I was no more than maybe like five or something like that. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going back. That's that's where I want to go, you know? And I would go through, I'd know their entire maze. And so if you gave me a, and I am an artist, maybe one day I'll paint it. But if you gave me a thing right now and told me to paint, I could paint it, it's that clear. Wow. I could paint who was in the middle of the maze, it's that clear, you know, stuff like that. So it, it's it's been a lot, but you know, when you're young, you just don't know. You think like, everybody must go through this. <laughs> You know, no, you you don't think that there's there's nothing different about what you're experiencing. You'd be like, this is life, you know. But I mean, also like you had like your mom understood, so she was accepting of it and everything, right? That, that was very, I guess that was very helpful. And not just my mom, my grandmother, she was she was understanding. I came from a very um, I guess you could say diverse family, very international family. Um, you know, like some, my, some of my uncles, like one of my uncles right now, he's a big Hare Krishna priest mm. and he has a whole family from, you know, a whole Indian family, you know, oh, wow. and then I have, you know, from India, you know, yeah. and then I have another family, you know, they, they have another part of my family, they have Chinese. And then oh, wow. of course it's a ton of native American, ton of native American, my grandfather and stuff like that. Um, so we were so diverse. 
So we didn't have a lot of, we, we had that diverse spirituality. So we knew that, you know, we knew about a little bit more about esoteric stuff than the average family did, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but, you know. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so we weren't, so we weren't considered weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. No. And see me, I had to learn, I guess not till later in life. I noticed. So I don't think I've talked about this, but I noticed like I was going through a lot of like life and death situations and I wouldn't die. So this is how it started for me when it really like, oh, what is this? Like, I remember one day around that time I was more around Christian people. So like, I don't know, someone, uh, probably like a pastor, someone said like, oh, you know, the demons, they can't hear when, if you don't say it out loud, like if you pray to God in your head, like they can't hear it. So I remember going in my room, locking the door, turning off the light, not saying nothing and just praying. And I asked a very specific question, very specific. The next day I go to work, I had just started this new warehouse job at like, you know, like a ways, you know, a, a few cities away. And I get there and there's this guy that was like a Christian pastor for, I didn't know him though. He was like an ex gang member. He had been a prison, everything. And he comes up to me and he's like, Hey, I don't want you to think that I'm a weirdo or nothing, but I, I had a dream and I think it was for you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Tommy, I get all excited. And he's yeah. like weirded out. He's like, why isn't this guy tripping out? And he gives me the exact answer to the question I had asked. So at that point, it was like, okay, all this is real. Like, it's not just my head. I had already been experiencing things, but so I knew. That's why I was like, okay, you guys aren't letting me die. What is this? Like, you know what I mean? And then I asked a very, that's only one of the few things that I've never, I think I said I will never tell nobody what the answer, what the question I asked and the answer I was given, but it was very specific. And so he gave me the answer. And then I guess only me and him know, right? That's it. Just, just that. So I haven't seen him since then. It's been like, you know, 20 years more, you know, um, but yeah, after that, then I started like trying to learn more. Cause then I saw, okay, it's something, you know, no one could convince me. Then it's, then I had it, like, I was around church, but then I saw that they didn't, you can't talk to them about this kind of stuff. So then, you know, I had to get out of there and, uh, you know, it just, yeah, it was a lot of solitude. So I didn't have really any so you're, guidance. You're at, you're at Ada Diamonds and there are a lot of pastors who are Ada Diamonds. You're like the card I consider the card of the big mega church pastor. Oh, wow. Yeah, a lot of, you know, T.D. Jake, season Ada Diamonds. Oh, wow. Louis Farrakhan's and Ada Diamonds. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, like some of the biggest mouths that are out there are Ada Diamonds. <laughs> Like, like the spiritual ones, they're, they're eight of diamonds. So yeah, the, you're, you're that card. You actually, you actually reminded me when you said about not saying anything out loud, I used to do something similar when I was scared, but I didn't pray. I would just get really quiet because <laughs> oh, wow. I, I would like blank my mind, my mouth, everything, because then I, whatever was in there, I didn't want it to connect. So I would go total silence, like you know, whatever. So it would hopefully go away because I think that was during my period when I was dealing with, you know, the shadow entities, you know, you go through those periods where you got the shadow people. Mm-hmm. So that, that probably was my little scary, my scariest moment because I couldn't really identify who the shadow people were. I just knew that they were like always there. And, um, they, they were during my, they were real prevalent during my, early 20s my early 20s the shadow people that wow. they they came into the scene 
And um, and I didn't really have an explanation for them because they don't really leave an energy signature as to who they are or what they are. They're kind of like in between, mm. you know what I mean? In between worlds. So, you know, oftentimes, you know, I would, they, they would catch them, <laughs> you know, there. Cause you know, the shadow people, you don't catch them. It's just like, you see them out the corner of your eye. By the time you try to catch them, they're usually gone, but I would catch them all the time. And, 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 you know, but I couldn't feel a, a signature or anything like a purpose or, or nothing. It was, it was just really weird. Wow. And like, see, I don't know if I've seen the shadow people, but the entities I seen were always when I was connecting with someone I was involved with and i understood later when i got older they all had kind of something and you know i never liked to like like i i guess for a long time i didn't want to talk about it because i didn't want anything like to but you know it's been so many years it's fine like i feel like no one will know who they were anyways because it was so long ago but you know some of the craziest things i seen were like one of them had a drug addiction so the things that were attached to her like i think those have been one of the, like the scariest things where, you know, I would wake up from the, whatever, the dream, the spirit world. And it'd be like, Whoa. And it'd be like, I would be trying to help them. I remember one dream. It was like this person, we ran inside a house and I, and we came into a room and I sat her on the bed and I, I was holding the door back and this entity is just trying to break the door down. And she's there like a zombie, like no life in her eyes. And I'm like, it's you, it's you. And I'm trying to hold the thing back. And this thing, and when I woke up, like I was like staring at her and I was like, oh, wow. But I knew, cause I was praying for her and I knew they were telling me there was nothing I could ever do. Cause she kept inviting these things back in every time. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. that's why it's kind of dangerous when you have a relationship with someone and then you are empathic that way or a medium because, you know, you, you're, you get tangled in their, their, you know, their energy. So that would always happen to me. Like if I'm sleeping with someone, they're there, I, I will get tangled. So I got their experiences and stuff like that. And sometimes I don't even have to be, it doesn't matter that I'm even close. Like I was in a hospital one time and there was a lady and she was in the next, like, you know, in the emergency room, she's in the next thing. And she was clearly out of her mind. Like oh, she wasn't wow. out of her mind. She was trapped in her mind. Oh, wow. And I was entangled in there with her and I could just, I'm just hearing everything and experience and everything and know that she's like being trapped in her body. And so I had to have them move me. I was like, y'all have to move me. <laughs> y'all got to move me somewhere else because I, I'm like, I, I'm in this woman's head, you know what I mean? And in where she is and I can't do anything to help her. So, you know, and I'm already going through what I'm going through, obviously, because I'm in the emergency room. Mm. But that's also a reason why I don't like hospitals. I kind of like try to stay away from hospitals as much as wow. possible. So in those kind of cases, like you don't ever feel it's like they put you there to like try to help that person or anything. Right. It's like, well, yeah, but sometimes you just can't. You know what I mean? They they have like <laughs> You, you can't, I'll tell you one thing. I'm a four of clubs mm -hmm. and the four of clubs is the card of mental peace. Oh, wow. So I am able to help people who are like losing it at times, like just my presence. Mm -hmm. So either my presence or me talking to them, I talk people out of suicide, tons of people out of suicide. 
um, made them feel like life was worth living and, and all of that, right? But, you know, but then you also know that there is like times when you just, uh, you know, you can't, you're not going to do that. Like they're not, you know, but there are times when I'm invited in where I can be helpful and I will be helpful. But I know at that time I wasn't able to be helpful. Like maybe I was helpful to her. I don't know after I left, but it was a lot going on. In, in where she was going on. She was literally like, it was just so many entities in there with her. Yeah. yeah. You know, that it was just, mm, it was it was a lot. No, and I completely, under, I was just curious because like I said, when I was with, uh, you know, like these people, like, and she wasn't even the worst one. There was another woman I was with that she was supposed to be someone that was very spiritual, right? Like, you know, um, and it was that was the worst thing I seen where it was like the same. It was like in a dream and, and that thing, it was like on top of her. It's like I came in a room and this thing had her and it was on top of her. And it turned to me like, like upset, like get the hell out of here. And it threw me out of the dream. And I woke up and I was like, what the hell? And she was in another state and I was calling her. I couldn't get a hold of her for like four days. And finally she told me, I'm in, I'm staying with this woman. I'm in this house. I don't feel right here. And I'm like, well, you need to get the hell out of there because there's something with you if that's the case. And she was like, yeah, this woman, like she has like, she seems like she has this bad energy. I was like, dude, what I've seen, like I've never seen anything <laughs> like that ever. It was like Venom, you know that when Venom is all like that, but times a hundred, it was just, I've never seen anything like it. it was just this whole like glob of like, like a shadow kind of thing, but just. And it threw me out of my own dream. Like, that's what tripped me out. Like, the energy it had, it was just, it was just crazy. So, yeah, I didn't feel like I could help her. All I did was try to get a hold of her. But I, I don't know. I told her that I wouldn't want to, like, help her against, or maybe I did. I mean, I tried, but it was just, it, it was like, you could tell I couldn't really do nothing against that thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I Like I said, I try to help people. I Having Jupiter and Pisces, my angels are really close. They, they protect me. So I, I don't feel like, you know, and they know I'm not, I'm, they know I'm not going to just go put myself in a really bad situation. <laughs> they know I'm not going to do that, but you know, they're there and they, they, they pretty much show up for me in that way. Mm. So, I, you know, I've been, uh, you know, I, like I said, my biggest fear is getting involved in a, a, a session or something like that. And then not being able to get back in my body, you oh. know, type situation. So yeah, so I, I try to not get too deep in in certain things that I'm not, you know. So then going forward, it probably it is good to have that caution, right? Like don't um see, like now I've been I've been better at like I'll feel it when someone's energy doesn't feel right, and I prefer to just stay away. And sometimes I feel bad like that, like. Cause I know I've helped people like every, every see it for a uh, uh, time. I thought that was the purpose. Like every person I was with that had all these problems, they always got better, but they kind of dragged me down. Right. Every single. And it like, will. And yeah. it will. Just like on this side, you can't, you got to help yourself. You got to make sure that you uplift yourself and stuff like that. It's the same thing with all of this spiritual activity. You can't just, wantonly help so many people that's why you have a seven of hearts 
reward. That's your, that's your, your, that's your, your magic wand. And that's the card of boundaries, you know? So you really need that because yeah, you, it could wreak havoc on your life, you know, and take your life force. So you have to be really, really cautious about that, that stuff. And I, and I'm definitely grown to, you know, as a child, we must have so much protection because we just, (laughs) we just do it. You know, we just go places, we just do things that, you know, spirits, they hear, we have, we have to have a lot of protection as a child to go through all of those things and still be here. But when we get to be an adult, if we were to go through all of those things, it will wreak havoc in our lives, you know? So, you know, it, it, but I think that once your, your free will starts to set in and starts to mature, you mature, you know, and then you realize that, you know, this, I don't need this anymore, or I don't need that anymore, or, you know, I want to focus on this. And I've gotten more practical and more seated in this world, in this space, you know, that kind of pulled me away from all of those other different worlds that I were in. It was fun, you know, and now I'm getting into the metaverse, which is all another story. So, well, I've been in the me- into the metaverse for a while, but um, to me, that's the new frontier, a world that I'm curious about, you know, that I want to do things in. But in this reality, or you're talking about like in the metaverse, like virtual reality. So you see, because for me, when it started coming out, I felt like it was the worst thing, like for the future, you know, because I thought of like kids getting stuck in there and then them kind of using it as a tool to brainwash them. It's the future. There's no getting away from it. It's what we want. You know, we want new experiences. We're a planet here that we constantly want new experiences. Mm. And especially when the old experiences start to get, real toxic and burnt out the next thing you know we're trying to go another level above the toxic place that we are we're trying to escape we're just constantly going to these different levels so i'm not afraid i'm like my spirits don't tell me don't go there don't use that you know what i mean because i know my spirits i know my spirits would be like no you know, don't do that. If my spirits are not like that, if they think it's safe for me to be in the metaverse and to do this and do that, then, you know, I do it and I enjoy it. You know, I'm a gamer. I enjoy that as well, you know? So, but it's, I think that our fears, it's funny that we fear that, but we don't fear. (laughs) See, we don't know what really, what's really going on, you know? Like, you don't know that you're in a metaverse reality right now, (laughs) you know, you're in a simulation right now and you don't know, but you fear this other simulation that's down there, you know, so that's like why it's so ironic. Yeah, no, I mean, I've had hints at, but see, I don't talk about it because I, I always feel like, are people ready to hear? See, I don't know what, there's times where I've tried to share information and it's like, I feel like I get blocked, like. There's videos I try to upload like eight, nine times and they, they won't let me like no matter what. And then I'll yeah, try to upload. They're not ready. Whoever, you know, whoever's there may not be ready or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? But it all may also mean that you're ready and you need to move on to some another space. You know what I mean? Or oh. another audience or, you know, whatever. So like for me, if I was blocked in that, then I would create, well, I have another show that just deals with that. And these are for these people who are, who are aficionados and that, because see, the thing is, 
right now it's all about aligning with your spiritual family, like your, your soul family, right? And you'll be in a place where you think that you belong, but that's not where you belong. You belong with your soul family right now, but you have to venture out to, to be seen, to be discovered so that they can find you or you can find them. So you may find blocks here, but those blocks, spirit knows that you're a human. So you know that you ain't going to do nothing but try to jump over those blocks. You, <laughs> you, do. You, you get over obstacles, right? So what I find is, most of our obstacles stem because not because we're doing the wrong thing, but we're in the wrong place. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're in the wrong place. So that don't work there. Wow. You got to move somewhere else. So you got to, it's time for you to recalibrate your energy somewhere else. So it works where you are. It's calling you over there. Like your, your life is already starting. Like your rebirth life has already been created. You know how they have like, um, they had like the body snatchers, remember back in the days yeah, and, they, yeah. and the body was growing, you know, attached to you and then it was growing and then it would take over and go whatever. Well, that was timely. Exactly, right? You see? You see? We were just talking about that. <laughs> what are the chances, right? That, That's That was timely. I was yeah. like, wow, look at that. Exactly. But yeah, but yeah, a lot of times, to yeah, so to wrap it up, a lot of times you're just in the wrong place. No, so, and I... Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, and I think that's why what pushed me to create the podcast, right? Because everyone I've brought on it's like, I knew, like everyone that I brought on, it's like, I've shared those kind of experiences. So when they're telling their stories, if anyone were to see them be like, this person's crazy. Well, I always share similar stories. So then I'm crazy too. Right. So that's how I felt. Hey, you're just talking to somebody that doesn't care if people think I'm crazy. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I'm Aquarius Maximus. If I cared that people thought I was crazy, I certainly wouldn't be doing what I was doing. Yeah. But you know, yeah, no, I, I don't. These are stories I used to share with people because the, the law of attraction is whoever you're around and you're talking, y'all are like linked by a, a similar chain. Mm. So that person might be in denial, might not be telling you the truth. But if you're having this conversation with that person, trust me, they already know everything you're talking about. They don't already experience it. And they could either not tell you the truth, not be like, oh, you crazy. Or they might admit it, be like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And, oh, wow. and I know because they couldn't even come into my conscious, the circle of the consciousness that I have and us be on the same page, like be in this conversation if they didn't share some similarity of experience. That's what it is. That's the law of attraction. Wow. So let me, I guess, because I know we're, we're like talking about all this stuff, but for anyone watching this that doesn't have any clue what we're talking about or even for myself like how do I learn more about this like did you were you taught like was there a certain school for it or certain books you read or what exactly I learned a little bit of cardology I guess you could say from some of the destiny card people but most of what I teach like 90% of what I teach comes from me so you yeah yeah so I channeled a lot and put it out there but um, I do have cardiology classes and stuff like that. So it's good to 
follow Aquarius Maximus, follow me on Instagram. I usually announce when I'm having classes or lectures or something like that. But because I got a Sag moon, that means I love to teach philosophy. I'm always having classes. So I always have opportunities to learn this. And I just recently put out an app. Um, um, and you had mentioned the app as well. So my focus is building these tools so that people can practice it and use it themselves. That's my, my focus is these days. So real quick, you also, I, I saw on the other, on the other interview that you mentioned how they used to tell you, like, why are you using the cards if you're already psychic and you're already tapped in? So, so I guess, yeah, that will be my question. Like, well, do you- I do it because I want to leave people with a tool that they can do it themselves. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't like just telling people things. I want you, because I know telling you something, you're going to have the curiosity to want to research more. You want to find out more. Well, here it is. Here's a tool where you can research it. That's what I love about cardiology. So I'm also a scientist, you know? So the science part of me loves to have the, t- the framework so that you can repeat what I'm doing, you know? So, cause that's what science is. Science is being able to, to replicate something, you know what I mean? So if I say that this is something and I want it to be become taken as fact or whatever, it has to be being able to be replicated. It has to be able to be done again. And that's what cardiology allows you to do. Cardiology allows you, it gives you the framework. So I could be telling you this and giving you this reading, but then you could also learn cardiology and you can go back and learn exactly what I told you and find it yourself. You know what I mean? And build on it and expand on it. So I want to empower people. I feel like giving people just readings without nothing to go off to learn doesn't empower them. I feel like it it takes away their power. So they're going to just keep coming back for readings and having me do it when they could do it themselves. And so what would you say is the main, like, um, I guess, thing that cardiology could be used for, like, as far as how, the, how can it be applied? Cardiology is great for giving you personalities, telling you about other people. Um, you know, it's a great about decoding life in general. If you want to decode something that you've gone through, Mm-hmm. cardiology can help you do that and help, help you gain an understanding so you can have a higher understanding and you can release the trauma about it you know because you understand why it occurred it's helped me to understand so much about my life that I'm like I actually celebrate everything that I've gone through because I know it's necessary for me to get to where I am so that's that you can predict you can definitely predict the future um, you can gain an understanding into why you're so attracted to a thing. What mm-hmm. attracts you to this? Why, why, why are you obsessed with this? Why do you not like this? You know, and, and things like that. So it helps to give you that, that information. Like we want to know why these things are happening so that we can, you know, ascend, I guess you could say. So do you feel that once you see it in the cards that that's how it's going to be no matter what, or is there still possibilities? Yeah. Well, number one, you get to see why it happened, you know, what it did, what imprint it left on you. You also get to see that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. You get to see that there was like a gazillion other people who went through the same side thing, the same exact thing. So a lot of some of the angst of what we go through is that we think we're being picked on. We think we're going through it alone. Right. 
And cardiology and astrology help you to understand that there's astrological weather, there's cardiology weather. So I might be going through something. Other people are going through it in their own way too. It's, it's, it's a collective thing. It's not just me. So I'm not being picked on. You know what I mean? The, the spirits are not just picking on me, trying to make my life miserable. Mm. Everybody's going through this in some form of fashion. So when you see me on Instagram and I tell you that X, Y, Z is happening and then you see all these people commenting like, oh yeah, I'm going through this. I'm going through this. I'm going through this. It makes it so much better what you're going through. Because like I said, now you realize that you're not going through it alone and you're not being singled out and you're not being picked on. This is a part of the ascension, the collective ascension of the collective. You know what I mean? This is something we all in this together. No, thank you. Uh, I, I mean, I, I could see that. I agree because like when I would share videos, there would always be someone that would, you know, DM me. That was a funny thing. They never wanted to say it I, like out for the public, but they would always DM me like, oh, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm going through the same thing, this and that. And um, no, the reason I was asking, like, if you feel it's already set in stone was because see, like, that's what I was showing. Like I told you, like when my brother passed away, I even made a video about it. See, like, I think that's one of the things I've had to learn to not care what people think because I put it and then I deleted the video and then I uploaded it again. But, 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 you know, what you were saying about something set in stone, think about how people get tattoos, right? Mm -hmm. And you think that that tattoo is immutable, but then they'll get something over the tattoo to make it look better or they get something over it to make them feel better about it, right? Mm -hmm. That's like the experience that took place. Now you're brushing over it, you're painting over it. So you're healing it. You know what I mean? You're painting over it with a good brush now. So now you're able to heal it because number one, you were able to face it. You're able to understand why it happened, you know, and now you can paint a different vision on top of it to heal it and, and, and raise yourself up. Each time you're doing your raising because you're recovering parts of yourself that were left behind in the traumas of these times. You're recovering it. You know, you got little kids locked, a little child locked in there that may be stuck at age six that because something happened, you know, so you need to be able to go back and see what happened and gain an understanding so you can recover that child. That child has something for you. Wow. Mm. That's what we do in our cardiology classes all the time. We go back to like, Oh, something happened to me when I was 12. I need to go back and look and see what that spread was. What did I say? And da, 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 da. you know, I went back to some spreads where I know I was going through it because I felt like maybe my mom was unnecessarily harsh on me. But then looking at the spread, I saw she was going through it, too. And, you know, she really had no choice but to be the way that she was because of where she was in life at that time. And it shows me exactly where she was. It shows me where she was sitting. She may have been sitting in Saturn, Mars, which could be really harsh. So she was going through it and she really didn't know how to, you know what I mean? And here I am, I'm in, I'm in, so I may have been in Saturn and she's in Saturn. So we like clashing, you know what I mean? Because I'm feeling restricted. She's feeling powerless or restricted. You know, there was really no, you know, she really didn't have the, the consciousness back then 
you know, because she was just like a kid too. She was young too. So she didn't have the consciousness back then to be able to deal with me, you know? And then some of us, we were real powerful children. A lot of us, we were kings when we were children or queens Mm. or, you know? So if you're a king, you're coming in with kingly energy. You got a lot of powerful energy, but guess what? You also got a powerful mouth, right? So you're talking to adults and they're like, how dare you talk to me like that? But you're a king, you know? You don't know no better because this is what you, that you come in with the big king energy, right? So then you talk to the wrong person and guess what? They feel judged because you're walking with judgment. So they're either going to, you know, beat you or yell at you or something because you're judging them. They feel judged. They feel exposed. You know, and adults hate to be judged by children. You know what I mean? So, you know, but you got kingly energy. So what you learn is, you learn to be more discretionary with your kingly energy. You, you, what you're learning could actually save your life mm. because if you still pop off at the mouth like that with the wrong person later on, they could shoot you and yeah. kill you. You know what I mean? So you may learn, you may have learned harsh with a beating when you was a kid or a bunch of beatings, but that may save you from when you're adult from just popping off at the wrong person and them killing you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, what you were saying about, you were talking about how you were able to look back at the cards and, and see where you were at and where your mom was at. And then it somehow you can make out everything, why things happened the way they did, right? Right, right. Yeah. So I could, one, forgive, I could forgive people. Because mm, one of the things that happened was like, See, that's why, like, when my brother passed away, the date become became very significant, right? Like, I started noticing that that date was everywhere. It and was that, like that's because in cardiology, the dates they have their own energy signature. So that date is a particular card, and that card may have showed up in your life a hundred times. Like, it could have been that same card because it's probably in your spread. You know what I mean? Oh wow! So. Well, Mm-hmm. No, well, one of the things, see, like, because they showed me in a dream and then I saw it in real life. I was like, what the hell? Like, what are the chances? Because that's how they were. And that's how I was feeling like they were showing me this is how it was going to be, you know. And so, like, he had passed away on 216, right? Of 2019, 12 years before I graduated from the military on the exact same day. 16 is, let me tell you what card. Let me look at what card that is. That is, I think, um, hold on. February 16th is nine of diamonds. Nine of diamonds day, right? And you do have a special relationship with the nine of diamonds because it's funny because my mom is eight of diamonds. And my daughter's a nine of diamonds and they're super close. But um, so the nine of diamonds is, this is a, um, that's definitely endings. That's going to be periods where you graduate, where you end and you go into something else. You move into another important part of your life, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. No, no, I was just going to say, and that's what happened. See, 12 years and 12, I would think, you know, the clock has 12, the months have 12. 12 months before I graduated from the military. 
So I graduated from the military. 12 years later, he passed away. But then when Nipsey Hussle was murdered, his last album was released on 216. And it was victory lap. So I thought they were telling me like the graduation. I graduated. My brother graduated. Uh, Nipsey Hussle, victory lap. Like, you know, 216, 216, 216. Then The Matrix came out on 216 or or The Minutes. Black Panther. What was that? Black Panther came out what? in 2016, too. No way. And when the day before Black Panther, the man passed away, my brother was taking me in the spirit world and there was a panther walking. And when I woke up, I found that he had passed away. And I was like, what the hell? So he was showing me that he's good. He crossed over. He's good. And I was like, but I didn't understand why I would see that, like why he showed me that. Or maybe just to show me the connection. But I saw the panther in the spirit world. And then I woke up and they were like, oh, he passed away. I was like, what the hell? Like, you got to be kidding me. So what, what was Black Panther? The, the, the day that came out? Yeah, that was the day. That was 216. Wow. Yeah, it was the, I, I remember because it was a Nine of Diamonds day. So I remember because the Nine of Diamonds is the card of the common people. It's, card of, it's, the card, it's actually the card of the real royals, the royals who were the common people. So what happens is, in certain ages, the royals become the common people and the common people become the royals. So it's about that flip. But the Nine of Diamonds nowadays more points to the common people, like the like just the regular people. So you got like the diaspora, you got um, Latinx people, like any of those people in those categories, they fall under the Nine of Diamonds. And I usually use that to like, to, to that's the card that I use to represent culture. You know what I mean? Like just culture, culture people. And that card is connected deeply to the ancestors. That is an ancestor card, you know? So it's like you really, when that card shows up, it's really asking you to stay connected to your ancestors, to stay really tight because your ancestors are the ones that are opening doors for you. Mm. So it's really, really, really like an, an ancestral thing, you know, like, have like a ancestor shrine and you know stuff like that you should have those things because to keep communication with them mm. so once i was talking to somebody you know and, and you know they were like uh you know they were a christian person but they had really strong psychic gifts and you know i even called them a psychic and they were i don't like that word and i knew it had to do with the christianity i was like okay well I don't know what to call you then, but okay, you got the gifts, right? So then they were talking to me and I guess they had a vision and they told me things and they were dead on. I was like, wow, I don't think anyone's ever seen that. Like they saw things from my life. I was like, how'd you just do that? And they were like, like, I just saw it like a movie, right? I guess because I've done that to people, but I never had had someone do it to me. So I was like, oh, that's what that feels like. You know, so I, I finally understood why people, when I would do that to them, they would get weirded out and, and maybe they felt in, like I was being invasive. That, that's like where we like to go and, um, you know, Santeria, Misas. We, we do Misas a lot. So um, where someone would just, you know, just start channeling that information from the spirits that are there to you. Um, those are fun. <laughs> no, yeah, but I, I didn't, like for me, it, it was fine because I think it was showing me that okay, they're, they're the real deal. Cause that's kind of how it always is. I get shown something like, and that's how I have more trust. But then they told me, oh, I can see that you've been given the keys to many doors, but not every door is meant to be open. And I was like, 
So it kind of threw me back like that's almost like what I just told you when I told you that you link. I said that. You know, you did, you did, you yeah, did. You're constantly wow connecting, but you gotta shut that down a little bit. You don't wanna just keep connecting along the on the way. It's similar to what I told you earlier. So I just been opening doors left and right. Oh <laughs> wow, that's yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to keep asking you about that, but I don't want to like, um, you know, overstay my welcome, but, um, there was something else I was going to say. Um, okay. I lost my train of thought. Okay. I lost my train of thought. Let me just see real quick. What, what else I was going to ask you. Um, um, well, let's just say about like anything coming up that, that you would want people to know. Like, I know you even mentioned something about, I don't know if it was war or something like that. And I did have a dream about it, which was interesting, but I wanted to see- Yeah, that's in my US forecast, definitely um, a lot more warfare, I guess you could say on our soil um, here in America. Cause we're going through like, we're dealing with this. This is how we're dealing with the shift, the power shift. You know, we're at, right now we're having like a pole shift. So this is like a shift of power, but mm -hmm. this happens all the time. like. It happens all throughout history to whereas the power shifts from one extreme to the other or one to the other. So, of course, you know, the one that has the power does not want to lose the power. Right. And then the people who are going to receive the power, they're scared because they're thinking that, oh, it must be the end of the world because those people who got the power don't got the power no more. Instead of receiving the power. They get scared too. Like the common people get scared because they're like, oh my God, it must be the end of the world. Mm -hmm. No, it's the end of the way they know it and the end of the way you know it. But now this is a great time for you to build. So I tell people, I like especially the common people, I tell them, I said, this is a time when you should be building like there is no other. Oh, Don't wow. listen to what they say about this because yes certain people for certain people it's they it's the end of the world as they know it so they think it's the end of the world so they want to convince everybody that the world is ending when it is not mm. you know so when it one thing ends one end is someone else's beginning new beginning right yeah. so that's how you see it so how i see it right now is I see it as a new beginning. So I'm building. I'm like, oh, this is great. We finally have an opportunity to do this and do that. And then I'm also conversing with spirits that are so happy to incarnate at this time. Mm -hmm. Because this is like a really important time that spirits have been waiting to come in. Like they've been waiting to come in and, and come in there. And it's time because a, a time that was so oppressive is ending. You know, and we're moving into a better age, a more golden age, I guess you can say. And they're excited and they want to play the game. You know how when you sit in and you play a game and a new game comes out and you're so excited, you want to jump on that game and play the game? Well, there are spirits that are excited about coming in to play this next game. They're excited. So I know it because the way that the spirits work with me, mm -hmm. I'm like, they seem pretty happy about this, <laughs> you know, they seem like they want to be down, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they're not like to giving me all of these end of the world messages like, oh my God, and people are going to die. They're like, no, they're like, you need to do this. This is what you need to do. Build this, do this, do this, do this, you know, and connect with these people. 
and blah, blah, blah. So they got me on a trajectory, not of, of this way, not of thinking about some kind of end of the world scenario. Mm. So I tell people, even though I warn them and I'm saying, I'm warning you, I'm telling you, yes, it's going to be very dangerous. However, you're used to it. You're the common people. You grew up in the hood. Mm. You're used to all of this. You used to drive by shootings. <laughs> you used, <laughs> you used to having to go to school and get first the guns. You know, you're going through the the metal detectors. We already been through the worst. You know what I mean? So yeah. remember, snap it up, snap together. You know, put your get your mind together. Don't get scared now. You already been through something. You know, as so I tell people that I'm like, do you remember the '90s? In the 80s and the 70s, I'm like, do you remember, you know, the time when even the older, my older generation parents and stuff, you remember when they was walking through the streets like zombies off of heroin and, oh, wow. and, and killing their parents and their babies and all this other stuff? Like, we already been through the worst. We had war in our own house, yeah. on our own doorstep. You know what I mean? So we got to snap out of it mentally, out of the fear of the unknown, because at this point, it can be no worse than we already been through. Mm. It can only be better. You know what I mean? How many of us have lost people? I lost my kid's father. I lost two kids' father. One of my kid's father was murdered. Wow. You know what I mean? Back in the crazy 90s period, Mm. you know? So like at this point, you just went through a pandemic most of you got sick, you saw a lot of people die. What else could it possibly be worse than you've already been through? That's what life is trying to tell you. I tell people that, like, I even tell myself that when I'm afraid something is going to happen, I'll be like, but you've been through this, 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 this already. What, 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 how is that worse? Yeah. <laughs> you have to tell yourself that. So even though, yes, we're going to have warfare, war is about change. It's because there's stubborn people who won't change, mm. right? There's stubborn people who just won't change. They won't, they won't do it the easy way. <laughs> so we got to go down like this. They got to go down like this. But you, this should make you more purposeful on your mission and your purpose. Now you should have something that you're willing to die for. Mm. You know what I mean? Because hell, if everybody out here dropping, at least you should want to get something done, achieve something, leave a legacy for the people behind you. Mm. You know what I mean? All of this stuff is to make us stronger and braver and more creative, come up with creative solutions and really understand that we're really indestructible, especially as a people, the common people, like they've been trying to destroy us for a long time. (laughs) We still here. We multiply. We don't die. We multiply. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're good, you know? So, and then you got, then there's a spiritual world. So we got to move forward in our mission. We got to do what we're doing. You know what I mean? Keep on doing, find something to be, that you're passionate about and do it. So let me ask you this, like how you said that you could see that the spirits are so anxious to come over here. Why do you think it is that so many people here are suffering and people with suicide, suicides are going up, homicides go up, all this bad, stuff? Bad perspectives. You know, this is a case of a bad perspective. 
because we're taught part of it is religion. Mm. We're taught that, you know, the Jubilee is, is such a good thing. You know, there's this, you know, there's going to be white horses, you know, coming in, the saviors coming in, you know, it's wonderful, but that's not how transformation is. That's not how change is. You know what I mean? People die. Things change. Things change suddenly. We got hurricanes. We got volcanoes. We got earthquakes. We got all different types of stuff in the process of change. You know, so we're, because we're so sold on this idea that um, a, a hurricane, a, a a volcano is evil, or a eruption is evil, or a hurricane is evil, something evil, but when you get in the shower and you wash off all that bacteria, you think the bacteria is saying that's evil? Like, oh my God, it's a shower. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ah, you know, like they're killing us, you know? Hurricane, hurricane is a shower, you a know? It's, it's a cleansing, you know? So it's all, it's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the fact of the matter is, we ask for things and we get it. We ask for change. We ask for freedom. We ask for these things. So it's like, be careful what you ask for. You just might get it, right? Mm. And everything reconfigures to give us those things that we ask for, you know? So you might ask for, you might say, you know what? I'm tired of my life. I want to be wealthy. And they come in and take away some people who are blocking your wealth, (laughs) you know? And it could have been your own siblings or it could have been your parents or whatever you know and but whatever it is it was not allowing you to get what you wanted you know what I mean so you this is about that like everything configures to do that but what you must have during the configuration is willpower and Mm -hmm. the willpower to succeed and the willpower to live your best life during all of this Thank you. Thank you. That's, uh, no, I mean, that, that made all the sense, you know, especially about the perspective. Um, so, I mean, that, as far as you see it, like, that's, that's what you see as far as according to cardiology, right? Like that's how. Well, more according to the medium side, but oh, okay. yeah, and according to cardiology, there's a lot of things that I do in cardiology, but sometimes I'll just start talking and channeling from somewhere, you know, I, I, I see since we disconnected, I done reconfigured into something else. So <laughs> that happens, you know, you, you shapeshift into another one of your alters or personalities or whatever, and they start to speak, but that's another medium thing. You know, you have alters and personalities that come in and step in and they start to speak mm. and, um, and channel and bring you information, but this has been good. No, definitely, no, definitely been good. I appreciate you um inviting me. You're Ada Diamond, so I'm not now. I'm not even surprised. Like you're just one of the family. Like uh, you're the family of the four clubs, oh, but of uh, my family. So you know, no, so now I'm not shocked at all. <laughs> no, thank you, thank you. I, I feel like uh, more connected as well. Just, but let's say like uh real quick. So for someone like me that wants to learn more of the medium side, like, is there any way that I could learn about that? Yeah, if you if you're trying to learn about mediumship, you know, this is when you connect with 
mediums, you know what I mean? And they're, they're everywhere. But you won't find any more mediums, I think, than you find in um, traditional spirituality. Like I mentioned, like whether it's Ifa or Santeria or whatever, you're going to find a ton of mediums there. Oh, wow. Yes, because that's what they do. So you're interested in that? Go find you an owl somewhere <laughs> and, or, or get you a reading and connect with those people because that's where their mediums at, left and right left and right in beautiful mediums like I all over I love the culture I love the the way that um traditional spirituality presents itself all over the world you know this is like one of the biggest links like whether you're going to Cuba or where you're going to Brazil you know or whether you in you know the America or Mexico these spiritualities that deal with the spirits and mediums, they are so prolific and they're the same. Like they're just different. They may call it some slightly different wherever, but they're the same, but there's so many mediums in those spaces. So if you're really interested in that, that's where you need to look. I've never seen any more mediums than I've seen there. Oh. You know, everybody's a medium in the tradition, you know, cause that's really what the heart of it is, is actually just opening you up to your own mediumship and opening you up to be in a, a, a connection and a voice for the spirits, you know, on the side. Mm. Well, I guess I'm more interested because I like, it's feeling like, I, not that I don't have a choice, but almost like it's going to come to me. So I might as well. Then, that's the thing. That's another thing too. It's going to come to you. Yeah. It, it, if you're asking those questions, that means it's already there. It's just going to come knocking to you. Remember, you said the answer came to your thing, but what's also going to come to you is the people, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why I say, and I mentioned when I talk about your soul family and stuff like that, they're going to show up, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to show up. This is a time when soul families are coming together. Oh, okay. Okay. So the last thing I wanted to ask you, so would you think it's, so should I try to disconnect from my like star wife? <laughs> if so, like she's not gonna kill me or nothing for doing that, or I would. That so, that is a definite um situation for a priest mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So I will go to a priest or priestess and get an official reading, right? Oh, wow. And they will tell you, see, think about it like this: if you go to a priest or priestess and get a reading and they echo the same thing that we've just been talking about, you know it's real. You, you know they're telling the truth. You know what I mean? So that's what I love about when I go to, you know, my other priests or my godparents or something like that, when I go to them and they echo back what I've already just been talking about. So I know they're on point. Like there's no question that <laughs> they're not on point. So then you got to also take the next step, which is the step of faith. So if they tell you, this is this, and then they'll tell you, well, you need to do this. This is what you need to do. Then you got to take that step, that step as well. And that's a lot of times where we mess up. You know, we, we get the we get the information, but then we like we get also get the prescription of what we need to do, but we don't want to do it. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's where I find where people mess up. Like you get the okay, I we, I done told you what it is. It confirmed because you already thought so. So I'm giving you a prescription on something you may be able to do to get rid of it or to break that tie. Because it's likely a time when you're needing part of your ascension is always involving breaking ties. Oh, wow. 
And it's not just ties that people did to you. It's ties that you just allowed to remain there. Mm. You know what I mean? So a lot of us, we walking around with so many ties and ties to people and entities and all that. We got pile of ties, you know? So that's why in spirit, different spiritualities and even in Christianity, they had like born again, you know what I mean? Uh So really, really when you were being born again or whatever, you were breaking ties. You were being washed free of ties. Every spirituality has that, that type of process. You could go in the ocean and have yourself washed or break ties from you, you mm. know, or go in the river. They have that. And everybody has that. Native Americans, everybody has that. Some things where they're just breaking ties to things that need to be broken. Mm. Okay. So find the priest or priestess and, oh, you yeah. said get a reading first then, right? Get a reading. Yeah, get a reading first. Get a reading, a full reading. And then you can see like, like, then you'll be able to, you know, you'll get the confirmation, number one, and then you'll get the prescription. Okay. And then that's not like with tarot or, or certain cardiology or which you one is that exactly? You could go to cardiology. You could go to tarot. You can go to a medium, a straight medium channeler, all that. You'll be led to that. Mm-hmm. But get just make sure you get an official reading. Don't go to just some random person or whatever. Okay. Try to go to somebody who is got some type of credibility and get a reading. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. you very much. Okay, so I'll put all your information uh, below the video so anyone that wants to reach you, uh, thank you so much. It was an honor. Um, yeah, my head was kind of all over the place because I think right off, like, you know, you really shocked me with some of the things you were saying. So it didn't go as structured as I had planned. I don't know if that's an eight <laughs> yeah. of diamonds thing that... Yeah, it is eight of diamonds Or really? <laughs> wow. Trust so. me. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's good. But, yeah, but thank you. Thank you very much. It was an honor having you as a guest. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes you're just feeling it. You know what I'm saying? You're just feeling it. <laughs> and I want to feel this way forever. Yeah.